Intrinsic principles of mental organization permit the construction of rich systems of knowledge and belief on the basis of scattered evidence. Such principles, which constitute an essential part of human nature, also determine which systems will be more accessible to the inquiring mind, and may indeed impose absolute limits on what can be known. An American transcendentalist speculated that it was the design of providence that the infant mind should possess the germ of every science. If it were not so, they could hardly be learned. Charles Sanders Pierce argued that man's mind has a natural adaptation to imagining correct theories of some kinds. If man had not had the gift of a mind adapted to his requirements, he could not have acquired any knowledge. The limits of human knowledge, he proposed, are determined by the rules that limit admissible hypotheses, which might conceivably be fairly restrictive. This is a perfectly intelligible idea. The image of a mind, initially unconstrained, striking out freely in arbitrary directions, suggests at first glance a richer and more hopeful view of human freedom and creativity. But I think that this conclusion is mistaken. Russell was correct in titling his study, Human Knowledge, Its Scope and Limits. The principles of mind provide the scope as well as the limits of human creativity. Without such principles, scientific understanding and creative acts would not be possible. If all hypotheses are initially on a par, then no scientific understanding can possibly be achieved, since there will be no way to select among the vast array of theories compatible with our limited evidence and, by hypothesis, equally accessible to the mind. One who abandons all forms, all conditions and constraints, and merely acts in some random and entirely willful manner, is surely not engaged in artistic creation, whatever else he may be doing. The spirit of poetry, like all living powers, must of necessity circumscribe itself by rules, Coleridge wrote, perhaps under laws of its own origination. If, as Russell frequently expressed it, man's true life consists in art and thought and love, in the creation and contemplation of beauty, and in the scientific understanding of the world, if this is the true glory of man, then it is the intrinsic principles of mind that should be the object of our awe and, if possible, our inquiry. In investigating some of the most familiar achievements of human intelligence, the ordinary use of language, for example, we are struck at once by their creative character, by the character of free creation within a system of rule. Russell wrote that the humanistic conception regards a child as a gardener regards a young tree, that is, as something with a certain intrinsic nature, which will develop into an admirable form, given proper soil and air and light. I think it is fair to say that it is the humanistic conception of man that is advanced and given substance as we discover the rich systems of invariant structures and principles that underlie the most ordinary and humblest of human accomplishments.